0: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Votable prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey,
2: everybody out there in Radio Land. This is James Young from the Rock Band Sticks. If you are technically challenged, if you got trouble with that
0: computer, here's because Lord knows I do. You need to listen
3: to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We are the show that talks about technology. Computers and the internet. <laughs> I screwed Wait, up what? again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with it. We have We're going to go with this one. We have been practicing that. for Because I wanted to, last week we had Justin intro to the show. And then we thought, okay, let's have Sean do it this week.
3: Which I've never done it before. Yes. I've always been second. The entirety of my existence on the show.
2: <laughs> That'll do. That, that reminds me of, like, what was that movie? Uh, babe. That'll do, pig. That'll yeah. Do. That, oh, That'll my do.
3: God. I'm not calling you a so pig, Sean. Stick, I'm just stick, saying. Stick, just around, stick around for the bloopers of the open.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're good. You'll find them on our our YouTube and uh, Facebook and blog as well, uh, blog.techtalkradio.com. Now our YouTube page is youtube dot com. Of course, uh, Tech Talk Radio. That's our our username. You can find us there and find out uh, some of our our TV segments. And we're going to be putting more video up there. And hopefully by next week, I'm, I'm I'm just saying hopefully, or maybe the first of the year, we'll have this so that uh, you'll be able to watch it live. All this Ooh, fun, that'd be awesome. yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. So that would be that would be kind of cool. Anyway, a lot going on. A lot of lot's happening. We're in the rundown for the holiday season. You know, uh, Sean asked us a really big question before we started the the show this week.
3: What's the one thing that you really want for Christmas but you know you're not going to get it? Oh, come on. Oh, boy.
1: Ah. Justin, you, you? Something?
2: Oh, I put me on the spot first. Um, I would, I mean, realistically want or like unrealistically?
3: Realist- so, like. Everybody's got that one just out of reach price-wise, right? Yeah. But then you've got that one thing that you maybe it's out of stock, or it's it's like only limited edition, or like something that you really want for Christmas, but maybe it's not available, I, or it's high demand, or scalpers are getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You want tickets to, to a, Taylor uh, Swift, right? Is that- well, of <laughs> course. Hello. Um,
2: no, I would have to say a, a a Traeger a Traeger smoker. Oh, you've gotten into this,
1: haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, have to tell us yeah, about no. that. All I'll right, I'll tell you about it. Later what, later. what about you, Sean?
3: Well, everybody knows that I want the the the, the DJI Avada. right? Yeah. already. Yeah. K- 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 I put it with on my with the FPV
1: goggles, or you want the with, goggles with the
3: FPV goggles and the the motion controller.
1: So, for yeah, listeners who know, the- this is this is a drone that was released just after the drone that I bought, uh, and this one allows you to wear goggles and do it first person. So, you are. Strapped in and you're flying along with the uh, with the drone itself. It's super fast and it looks like it's really maneuverable.
3: Yeah, and it's small. It's it's a lot smaller than the your. It's pretty much the size. I, I think it's almost the size of the Spark. To be honest, but you not, think it's, it's quite a DJI racing Spark.
1: drone. Yeah, about the size it's of not, the, the so mini. They,
3: so they have two FPV drones now, right? They've got the DJI FPV, which is a much bigger, almost Phantom sized, mm-hmm. right? The Phantom size, and then the Avada is like smaller than the Mavic. Huh. But it's still F- still FPV. It's got r- rotor guards on it, so you can right. bump into stuff. And uh,
2: but yeah, uh, but they're what a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred.
3: Yeah, it'd be about fourteen hundred bucks for the one that I want. But the more realistic thing that I want that I won't Your get. Your
2: kid doesn't need diapers; he's fine.
3: <laughs> is the uh, wireless N sixty four controller for my switch for the online for the N sixty four classic games that you can play? But those Whoa. are impossible to come by because. You can only get them from the Nintendo e-store and they're gone as soon as they're, they hit the market, right? So you, uh. have to, you have to do the whole thing where you subscribe to a watch page and it says in stock. And if you're not there in the next two minutes, it's gone, right? Do you think they do For that the on monster.
1: purpose, though? It kind of builds up the demand on it. Oh, of course they do.
3: Yeah, but so I won't get one of those. But I, I would like to have one of those so that when GoldenEye eventually releases. Are they ever going to put
1: a- that out? GoldenEye? I don't
3: know. But I want to be able to play. You know, I I can play it on my original 64. Like I could go plug in my original 64 with my original controllers and play it that way. But I think it'd be fun to be able to play while I'm on a trip, or while I'm on an airplane, or while I'm in a car on a long drive or something, right? So, um, Mm. but being able to play with the actual controller versus the 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 Joy Cons or the
1: I did see that uh, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales, they said the best selling console, and I thought it was going to be ps five. I thought everybody wants PS five, but the best selling console was the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. I don't. Wow. And I don't have one. I've never had one before for a
2: five. No. Was it see? three? Yeah. Five year old console. Six year old console. Yeah.
1: Nintendo Switch was the biggest seller more over with the no, Xbox with,
3: with no major hardware upgrades. Yeah. yeah. See now that, that except that's except the OLED screen.
2: See that's the problem that I'm, that I'm I'm running into. Nintendo is just living this pipe dream right now. You know, like people are starting to get to the point where they're like, hold up we we need a, a switch pro we need another edition of the switch and people have been complaining about that for years but nintendo's like no nah, we're good we'll just you know oh i hear you want a new switch here we go how about an oled screen we'll call it a new switch it's not like or the switch light or the switch Lite. yeah yeah it's just we need a new switch this is getting to the point where the games can't even keep up anymore with the switch well, kind that of, they're designed for. If
1: you think about it, it kind of surprised me when it comes to gaming and you know playing the video games the whole bit. I kind of thought maybe Valve would take a little of the market share away from the Nintendo Switch because yeah. people would be like, "Oh wow, I can play all these games on the the you know the Steam Deck," but yet they're finding that honestly they're having issues with Steam and getting yeah. these units out and getting them. You know, Steam's doing a, a thing on their their webpage where they're they've been trying to this holiday season give away, you know, some, some decks, but people are saying, you know what the Nintendo, it's not that expensive. You could find the Nintendo switch in retail. I mean, if you go look, half the price of a
2: stream deck, uh, a steam deck,
1: yeah, half the price, but also even cheaper than the PS five and the Xbox you go into even Walmart, for example, or target and you look and no PS five, no Xbox, but there is the Nintendo you switch.
2: Actually, I have a story about that real quick. I actually went into a target, up in Boulder uh last weekend and I I you know I always go to the electronics section I always go there Ooh. so I walk by and of course the the PlayStation 5 cabinet where they would store the locked co- or consoles behind a locked door was empty and I just happened to joke with the guy I'm like oh yeah still no PS5s huh he goes oh no 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 we got them in the back I'm like what well, what do you why aren't you put them out there he goes because the cabinet was designed for a PS4 the box is too big for a PS5. We can't put oh them in there.
1: God. You're kidding me.
2: I'm like, wait, seriously? He goes, yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody comes in here, and they take one look at the PS5 cabinet, and they go, oh, guess they're not here, and they walk away. He's like, I've got 20 in the back. you got to be kidding me. No, wow. I'm not kidding you. Wow. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm about to get a PS5. Like I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, well, do you have a digital edition? Because I don't need the disc. I've already got the Xbox Series X. I got a Blu-ray player. I don't need another one. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Let me go check. And he comes back and goes, yeah, no, I don't have any digitals. And I'm like, oh, well, then I guess I won't buy any. Because that's an extra 100, 120 bucks right there just for the the disc version versus the digital. And I don't really need it. I would have, swear to God. And Misa was sitting there looking at me. She was tapping her toe with her arms <laughs> crossed like, are you serious? <laughs> oh,
1: you painted a picture.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, it's my birthday present. She's like, your birthday's not for another month and a half. I'm like, So I'm like, I'm going to buy one. I'm like, I was literally going to buy one if I had it. But while I was waiting for this guy to go back and check through his entire stock, I'm, I'm I'm looking at all the PS5 games and man, nothing really, nothing really stood out to me. And they got a ton of sports games, but nothing really stood out to me. And I started thinking to myself, man, if he comes back with a digital, do I even want to buy it? Like, yeah, do I even need it? Like in my current life, I don't have hardly any time to play games, period. So why would I need to spend five hundred dollars, you know, or four fifty or whatever it was to get a digital
3: PS5? I don't really play it. The games that the games that I'm gonna play are cross platform anyways now. So like oh, yeah. my brother plays on Xbox pretty seriously. Got a couple friends that play pretty seriously on PlayStation. Yeah. We can all play together now on the games yep. that I want to play. You can most, form most, a group and then,
2: with them in the, you know, the the console. Like you know, the PlayStation app itself you can't form a group with an xbox person but still yeah
3: why would yeah, but why- you just use discord i mean if you're on something with xbox X- xbox oh, yeah, has the yeah. discord integration now right so yeah, yeah. it's only i mean I, I can't imagine playstation wouldn't follow suit but i can see why they wouldn't also right but uh it's it's imagine five years ago zero cross platform.
2: yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. true right
3: and then now everything is cross-platform because that's what people wanted yep. well now, a lot of people are saying like i won't play if i'm on a console i won't play with in a pc lobby because of the the heightened sensitivity of mouse and keyboard and and hacking and things like that but i mean <laughs> if you're playing if you're hacking. playing with your friends but
2: you know, hacking's everywhere yeah but but yes pc master race yes yes of course we have the best controls of all
1: you know i i don't i don't i kind of don't understand it too because um with the cross-platform gaming, you have to think about it. The game developers were probably tired of it. They'd have to port one for, for PS, you know, PlayStation. Have to port one and then make it so that you could you couldn't play against. You could only play with members of that same who had an Xbox or sure. members at PlayStation. So doing this is great for the developers of these game titles because it just makes it more universal.
2: Sure. Yeah, it does.
1: Now Nintendo, though, um, there was word that I think this past week. Cause Microsoft is going to be controlling the Call of Duty. It was a Modern Warfare franchise, right? That they're going to be uh, making this. Yes. That they're going to be making this available for the Switch, for Nintendo, and they're kind of saying it's not going to run yeah, on the Switch. Right. But they're, they're saying that that's going to be one of the things that they really want to do.
2: Yeah. Well, well maybe they that need means to come we're out getting of the Switch. Like, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I yeah. mean, Nintendo has always done their own thing. Like Nintendo is like looked at the industry and says, "Eh, whatever." You guys do what you want to do. We're going to do something totally different. They've always done that. That's that's Nintendo, and you know Nintendo, they haven't even released an online, Ecosphere like the same as the PlayStation Network or the Xbox Live, where you can jump in and do a voice chat with your friends and create a lobby or create a group. You have to you use a Nintendo
3: app on your phone.
2: Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They still haven't done that after all these years because they just they just they 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 turn a cold shoulder towards all of that stuff and they go no we're going to do things our own
1: way. If but, uh, or you, since you both are both are switch users, right? I mean I have one, right. I have two what actually. What is so if somebody goes out and they buy a switch, does it come with a game title at all? So you go out and you buy mm. a switch and you get a game yeah, to play right so away. So
3: more often than not unless you're specifically just buying the switch, you can buy it in a bundle. Right. right, yeah. You have to but buy the bundle, but, yeah. So you get a Pokemon bundle, or you get a Breath of the Wild bundle, or you get a Monster Hunter bundle, or, or a Splatoon you know, a, bundle. Yeah, yeah, Splatoon is
2: huge. Isn't it? It.
1: Yeah, yeah. Splatoon three is is like the big uh, game. Fastest selling game of all time. Now, if um now if somebody wanted to get a game, which is which is the game they should buy?
2: Oh, for your very first Switch game? Yeah. Oh, uh man. Mario depends, Odyssey depends what, or Breath of the Wild?
3: Mario Galaxy is amazing.
2: Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, Mario. Is it Mario Galaxy or is it Mario Odyssey? Mario-
3: no, Super Mario I- Odyssey. Yeah, Mario Super Mario Odyssey was for the Wii U.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Super Mario <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey or our Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Those right. two are legends, g- legend games.
1: Yeah, because I, I'm kind of thinking maybe I want one of these just to to have. I'll be honest with you. I de- It's been so Go long. With the OLED. You guys are going to be ex- uh, uh, proud of me. It's been so long since I played a video game. I went ahead. Why would I be proud of that? Well, because oh, I, you okay. always come and I sorry. never play. And, okay. uh, so I went ahead and I went to Epic games. They were doing the free star Wars squadron. I went ahead and signed up. I had a problem getting my, cause I'm only running a 10 at 10 right? Okay. I'm, I'm running, you know, old, old school graphics card. Uh, I had a problem getting the unreal portion of it to, to run. And I it kept crashing on me. Finally got it, got it all configured. Right. Um, so I thought I'll play Star Wars Squadrons. I, I, it was free. I liked it. I couldn't play the darn thing because I'm using mouse and keyboard. And I don't know if that mm. game is made for the goggles because, Sean, you said that game is perfect in VR.
3: Yeah, it's, it's great in VR. I mean, if you just have a, you know, I have just a Thrustmaster Potos, right? That right. was I bought for 80 bucks or whatever when Flight 7 came out. That flies it just fine.
1: So maybe that's what so it is. I'm just, use a mouse and keyboard, a, not good. Or
3: use a, you know, pair your Xbox controller or pair a Xbox controller or a wired one to it and you yeah, can Blue fly teams, with the yeah. controller too. Oh,
1: There you go. Uh, All right.
3: So then it's a little easier, but yeah, flying any type of ship in any game is, is nearly impossible with, with a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> it was
1: terrible. It was awful. Yeah, can bump it into things.
2: Speaking of that, I I, I played uh, Star Citizen last week and I got a brand new ship thanks to a friend of mine who... Right. He finally he paid actually, up. Yeah, he, he finally <laughs> paid up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and he bought me a really nice cargo ship. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I I, 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 took the time. I flew to a planet. I, I had to look up the trade routes. And I flew to this very far distant planet. I picked up a bunch of cargo, purchased this cargo to, to fly to another planet. I loaded up my ship with cargo. I go. I take off. And I'm flying through, I'm flying out of the atmosphere towards space. And I decide to go to third person view so I can see the beauty that my ship looks like as it's flying through the atmosphere. And I'm circling around, you know, with the camera, free camera on the ship, you know, looking at all the different angles. And then I decide to join into chat, a uh, game chat. So I hit the enter button and I start typing a question in the chat. And after I type it in, I go back to first person view and I'm in the, you know, the, uh, cockpit. And what do I hear? Beep, beep, beep. Self-destruct mode in three, two. I'm like,
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm reaching for my stream deck, the, the little 10-key system, because I've got that set up for the all Elgato. the different hotkeys, yeah. the Elgato stream deck, and I'm reaching for this and I'm trying to look for the emergency self-destruct cancellation button. And I press it a half second too late, and my ship explodes in the atmosphere. My ship, my body, my armor, my weapons, and most of all, my cargo that I just spent a million credits on is now space dust.
1: How how did you set this, the self-destruct? I
2: don't bleeping know, Andy. And that's why I always say bleep star citizen. <laughs> So you lose that ship, That's
1: that's it. You'd have to buy a new no, ship. No no, 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 no,
2: no, I get it. I'll I'll get it back. I have to file a claim on it, and you have to pay money for them to rebuild it and bring it back to you. But oh it, my the ship God. is always going to be mine. But it's just the fact that all that time I took, I, and I I spent a good hour and a half planning my route, flying to this planet, picking up the cargo, taking off, fly
1: out of the atmosphere, just to go boof and blow up. <laughs> I would love to have seen a picture of you, a video of you when you were trying to get to the Elgato to try and get it to, to get back in this, to, to stop it. I was freaking out. And I was like, I'm
2: like, no, 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 I'm like, oh man, I just, I just, I just silently took off my headphones. I set them on the counter and I just, I said to myself, I said
1: out loud, I said, bleep star citizen. And I shut off my computer. So Sorry. So sorry you went through that. All right, so uh, so Sean, so we got yours as being the the gift that you can the Arvada, Arvada, and Avada, Avada, Avada. I keep putting in the wireless sixty four controller for the wireless sixty four controller. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What do you want? Well, the Aston Martin D B E We yeah. said realistic. Oh, realistic. Okay, hold on. Um, I mean, we honestly, know you make the big bucks, but come on. I mean, I would not mind. And you guys would probably say I don't need it, but I honestly wouldn't mind a better graphics card. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I really want—I want a better graphics card. And I, but what processor are you running? Uh, I'm running one of the latest from Intel. I remember I, I got the Gen 12.
0: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. then you're good. So then you're I mean, good.
1: yeah, yeah. But that's the one thing I'm I'm shirking on because they were just so expensive. And the thing is, I keep thinking, okay, with the 4090 going to be here, and they're talking about it that the 3080s are going to come down. No, the 3080s are still running about 1600 bucks because nobody wants the 4000 series because Nvidia's charging so
3: much. It's absurd. Like the, with the collapse of a lot of the primary bitcoin places or mm-hmm. in the cryptocurrencies, the it's forcing them to eat the scalpers are, you know, the scalpers are holding onto them and not getting rid of that at MSRP, but they can't get anything for them because people aren't aren't buying them. So there's all this supply and there's no demand because people are just like, I'm not paying that. Well,
2: that's absurd the third price. Yeah. If there's a ton of supply and no demand, that usually means prices go down. You And that's not but what Nvidia is happened, doing.
3: And it's bizarre because people are still trying to get hold of the 3000 series because, you know, it's just it's it's a weird situation right now in the graphics card and market. Now,
2: and then and then you've got knock, knock, knock. You got Radeon That's coming one, out with I, the new one. I was thinking, if
1: I didn't do the 30, 3080, then maybe I would do the Radeon because everybody's saying great things about that. What is it? This, what is the model? Is it the 7900? 7900
2: series? Yeah. Something like 7900X or XT or something like that. But this they've said already that this car from Radeon is outperforming even the 4080, the NVIDIA uh, RTX 4080. It outperforms it. And it's like 400, 500.
1: No, gosh. Seven hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I read some it's reviews like eight hundred of the thirty sixty. I think it's thirty sixty, and they were saying that the Radeon is outpacing it, and yeah. and it's cheaper. This is Radeon's world right now. Remember
2: how this always happens? Every five or ten years, mm-hmm. you have a shift in the market. You know, you got Intel, Intel and NVIDIA, right? They, they basically one and the same, and then you've got AMD, and you got Intel slash uh, Nvidia for about 10 years and then all of a sudden AMD takes over with their processors via Intel or versus right. Intel and their video cards versus uh NVIDIA and they go for about a good why five, five years or so, and then Intel comes back and then and, and NVIDIA comes back and says something different. It this is
1: this is AMD's time right now. Now, if somebody's buying a pre-built right now, because there are people right now that are thinking okay, the end of the year, I want to get a new computer. They maybe they're not comfortable building their own. They're going to buy, you know, an a- HP, a Dell, you know, one of the rack systems. Should they go with uh, AMD or should they go with absolutely. Intel? Absolutely, absolutely, AMD. absolutely. Go with go you're going with to you're AMD. going to save yourself some money. You're going to get just as good performance. We it's inst- not better. We installed uh, a new AMD Ryzen here at the station, and uh, I you know got it all set up. I got to be honest with you, be, it's not a gaming system. It's a business system. I was really impressed at the performance. Boot up time, yeah. the performance in general, handling multi-tasks, I've,
2: really good. I I've, I've got the uh what do you call it? I think it's the AMD 5900 uh, uh processor. And uh, it's the it, when I bought it it was like the second best on the market at the time. And I got a new motherboard with it. I'm still running the same uh, uh RTX 2080 Ti and the same RAM. But dude, my computer runs great.
3: Yeah, dude. and when when I upgraded mine, right, I bought that card from Justin when he when he upgraded. I bought the ten the ten seventy Ti, and then my buddy got the thirty eighty Founder whatever the Founder's Edition one by chance in a lottery, um, and he sold me his thirty sixty for three hundred fifty bucks, which was absurd, right? right? So I had to say yes to that, and then I upgraded to the Ryzen seven.
1: 3500,
3: right? Series. Um which has been great. And I've had I
1: mean my computer runs everything that I want to do just fine. Well, let me ask you when you went from the 1070 to the 3060, did could you really tell performance-wise? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah,
3: can you? Yeah, I mean oh, yeah. You, it it enables ray tracing also, right? So some of the games that you can do ray tracing in and I mean, I just saw better, you know, I think more stable higher frame rates were maybe the 1070 would peak and then drop when you get high intensity. Like if I'm playing world of Warcraft and I'm in a raid and then we start on the boss and everybody's doing all their spells and it's trying to, you know, it's trying to do all Render. the spells and stuff. I would see a little bit of a dip in my frame rate with the 3060. It's, it stays pretty much baseline across yeah. the board. So
1: absolutely. Yeah. Totally. We did have a, a listener comment wanted to know about um, getting a new system and if they should try and seek out windows 10 Um and I said, you know, because a lot of people were really, you know, dogging on Windows eleven uh when it first came out. And Justin, you've had nothing but a good experience with it. Uh the system that we just no. added here, Windows eleven, also it was Windows eleven, and the 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 user of that is actually pretty happy with it. There was really some intimidation because of the difference in layout, but honestly, it's pretty pretty easy to use. Yeah, I
2: mean for the most part, yeah. Windows eleven is is actually growing on me Um, when I first put it on uh, my, well, I didn't put it on. It came with my surface pro eight, which was my work computer. I had so many problems with it. And I think it was just, I honestly, I thought I had a bad surface. It turned out, you know, after a few different major windows updates, a few different driver updates, things work a much better. So I think it just wasn't designed to work with the pro eight, which is very, very unusual being that the Microsoft surface Pro eight does not work with Microsoft windows 11. Like I just, that was a little jarring to me. <laughs> Makes you wonder
1: sometimes are they talking yeah. to each other? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah now, so, sometimes it's weird.
1: Speaking of that windows and everything, Sean has been on a mission that has not been completed yet. I don't even, have you even started it yet, Sean for you were going to install windows 8.1 or windows. 8?
3: No, I, 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 I... I got caught up in getting the Synology running, right? So, and I just kind of gave up. But I do have a, I have a, I've got a processor in a case with a hard drive with a graphics card. I'm
1: ready to go. I just got to get it going. Now, are you going to be able to authenticate it? Have we thought about that? I have no idea. Uh, To activate it? If not, just no, no clue. Yeah. So we don't even know yet. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people I know that have reinstalled, you know, Photoshop three. They can't get it activated. Or Photoshop 4, they can't. They they're they're mm-hmm. kind of oops. And then they yep. it kind of pushes them towards that subscription model. Yeah,
3: you've got you almost got to run in an environment where it uh, doesn't touch the internet.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're gonna take a break. We come back. Uh speaking of Synology, we want to find out about that. Uh Justin, the last week we you know, we talk about tech, we talk about lifestyle. Justin got his smoker going. We'll tell oh, yeah. uh, tell a little bit about that experience when we come back with more of tech talk radio i'm andy taylor i'm sean DeWeird. and i'm
2: justin let me find us on the web at techtalkradio.com we'll be right back
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper Whenever I am listening to the radio, especially Tech Talk radio, I, 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 it's just such a party.
2: So guess what I had for dinner tonight? We probably had something smoked. I had <laughs> smoked cheeseburgers. <laughs> you sm- Are you
1: smoking everything on that grill? I up? am smoking everything I possibly can. My house smells like hickory. The, so the first thing you made was a uh, smoked chicken. You took a whole yeah.
2: chicken, right? Yep, I uh, so so I bought I bought a smoker, right? I, I for those of you who don't know, I bought a smoker. It was a, it's a it's not one of the Traegers. It's not the really nice pellet driven ones. It's a master-built uh, electric smoker that uses wood chips. And I mean, for the most part, the thing runs great. I mean, it's an awesome piece of equipment. But the only downside is, is that about every hour or so, you got to go out and put more wood chips in it. Why and, is then? Why is that? Well, because the tray that it holds it in is pretty small, and it's not an automatic feeder. So, I mean, you can buy an attachment to do automatic feeding, but I'm not going to spend a couple extra hundred dollars for that. Honestly, this was, I bought this with my, my fun money per se, right? My allowance that my wife gives me. Right. So I, my wife couldn't say anything about it. She couldn't be like, Oh, you just spent all this money on the home, you know, home money to buy this thing. No, I bought this with my fun money because this was my way of introducing her to the beauty and the tastiness of smoked meats. (laughs) <laughs> and therefore, in the future, when I say, hey, babe, I need to upgrade to a Traeger. She's me like, OK, because she really is she want. just as happy with. Oh, uh, my God. She loves it. She yeah. loved the smoked chicken. I bought a I bought a whole chicken at Trader Joe's. I smoked it uh, with some uh, Trader Joe's coffee garlic rub. Yes, actually has coffee grounds in it. But it it turned out amazing. Then uh, yesterday I smoked a pork tenderloin wrapped in bacon. I made a mistake on that one because I put the uh, I put the dry rub on the pork tenderloin, but I also put it on the bacon on the outside. And that just made the bacon way too salty. Oh, um, so that we didn't really eat the bacon on that one. But the pork tenderloin turned out just so juicy, so beautiful. And then tonight, you know, today, because I was at home uh, with my my kid, you know, Eric, for the whole day, he was k- kind of getting over a a, a cold. Yeah, Um. I decided I'm going to smoke some some cheeseburgers. So I I took four patties of ground chuck, 80-20, right? 80% mm-hmm. lean, 20% fat, formed them into some patties, threw it in the smoker at 225 for about an hour, turned it up to 250 for about mm, 10 or 15 minutes to kind of get that, that, that crispiness, brought it inside. I seared it on a hot iron skillet right for about 30 seconds per side, threw on some cheese on there. Oh, my God god it was amazing no, so
1: smoked flavor oh as a, as somebody who uh, you know is getting into this and i love this that you know everybody has hobbies you listening you might be tuning in for tech but you're you're getting this this is something else have you found yourself though going onto the web and watching youtube videos on smoking oh, techniques night. and every different night. things every night what is the one every food, night food that you haven't made yet you want to try can you do fish in that like Absolutely. I
2: was just about to mention that. We're going to do some smoked salmon here probably there pretty you soon. Go. Yeah. Smoked salmon. Um, we're uh, For Christmas, what we're going to do is we're going to do smoked king crab legs. Ooh. Um, that's not cheap. Just, well, no. Costco's <laughs> got a really nice uh, selection. It's, it's like they, they have these massive, I mean, I'm talking like, well, yeah. as, as long as my arm is, as long as one of my arms is, that's a king crab leg. They've got, I want to say like eight of them for like 60 bucks. And that's actually a really good deal for Costco, uh, for king crab legs. So Alaskan uh, king crab. No, I'm sorry. Maine, Maine king crab. Yeah. Um, we'll probably put them in the smoker for about 45 minutes to an hour on like really low because you don't need to cook the crab legs. You you eat crab basically raw, um, but I just want that smoky flavor to it. So I'm going right. to just straight up smoke them. I'm not going to put any rub on them or nothing. I'm just going to straight up smoke them for Christmas. So smoke salmon, smoke king crab. I'm going to do a brisket. Uh, probably early July or early January, excuse me. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see what goes from there.
1: Yeah. I can imagine you going onto the web and, and picking up the tips. Cause we all do that now. If YouTube, you get something new, in YouTube. The, yeah, YouTube, you know, you get, get something new for the kitchen. You want to find out well, how do you get, uh, that's how I learned how to air fry with my stove because Whirlpool does not give the instructions anywhere on the web. You had to, I'd <laughs> go online and find out another site where it tells you, here's how you air fry with the Whirlpool oven. Because that's what wow. we, we ended up getting.
2: Well, yeah. I also, you know, last week I also went to a, my holiday, my, my company holiday Christmas party, and I won a Ninja Foodie system. Oh, like my God. The, gosh, whole, the really? whole system, like the blender, the small blender, the food processor. Right. I won It's like 350 bucks. And so I got rid of, like, my food processor. I got rid of my blender. I basically sold them all. And I'm just like, here you go. And now I got this Ninja Foodie. I'm, I'm becoming more and more interested in cooking. And I told my wife, like, 2023 is the year that I really try to learn how to cook because I go and not only smoking videos on YouTube, but I'm watching like Joshua Wiseman and uh, pro home cooks and other channels on YouTube. And I'm just learning how to make things like Joshua Wiseman is really good. He makes, he's got a channel. It's like, I can't remember exactly what, I think it's just Joshua Wiseman is his channel, but he does this thing. Like it's like fast food, but better. And he'll take like Taco Bell and be like, look, we're going to recreate the, this oh, burrito okay. at Taco right. Bell, but we're going to make it
1: better. There was and a it's guy, really it's, interesting. There was a guy years ago that used to put out a book and I, I've interviewed him a couple of times, top secret recipes. And that's what he would do. He'd go into restaurants and find out and I, he might be on the web. You might be able to find those in oh. the web, but he would get these recipes for the Cajun chicken pasta from Chili's or, you know, something from Applebee's or, you know, um I wish they had the the chicken recipe for Arizona Family Restaurant. The fried chicken is so good here. But I mm. I, I he would do that and then he would go ahead and, and put them in a book, and pe- people just loved it. So now with the web, you've got so many opportunities. Just get onto YouTube and do searches. You know, Absolutely. That's you don't really do. even have to go onto the web. Just go to YouTube. You'll find them. Well, I don't even have to search for it anymore. My, my whole home feed is just full of, like, cooking videos. Right, yeah. Now that you've looked, that's what yeah, you're going to yeah, get. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, Sean, on the other hand, Sean, you went more tech in this. Did you have to use YouTube to kind of set up your Synology?
3: Um. Yeah, a little bit. Um. Mostly for so the the guides that come with the Synology, you have to get them on the web. Like, it just comes with, hey, go download them from this website. Um, and it has all the software you need for pretty much everything. You can install Docker from there. Everything. It's all in the Synology web UI, right? So you you once your Synology is connected. Um, and I will recommend if you connect your Synology and you give it a static IP on your router, you still have to go into the Synology and tell it to do a static IP on the Synology. Otherwise, it will still mm-hmm. try to get a... It'll still reserve the IP for the MAC address, so just make sure you're setting it for not DC, DHCP. But, um, no, it was really good. It was uh, pretty basic for me able to do that. Um, I was a little it, nervous once...
1: because I, because you guys talking about it, like you guys did the radios, then I ended up getting my, a shortwave radio, <laughs> Now I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you guys have been talking to Synology, maybe I want yeah. to get one of these.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been very easy to set up. It's been it it's it was easy once I got once I got the new drives, right? So I got the it took f- about a week for me to sh- ship the drives back. Because for those of you who may not listen to the show very often or are tuning in for the first time, uh, I bought the Synology. I also bought four four terabyte Western Digital Red NAS drives, and three of them were bad out of the box.
1: Mm so i had to
3: ship them i had to ship yeah. them back to H. they shipped me four new drives at no cost obviously it's just the same 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 price because they were they were on a sale so i got the same sale price which is great um and uh dropped slid them right in they fired up i i, I went and configured it it took uh it took about 15 20 minutes for it to write the configuration across the drives um and then I plugged it in via network to one of the switches I have in the basement here. Uh, and I was able to uh, go to my router and find the IP it gave it and then punched in the IP and the, the web, the, the Synology UI just kind of took over and it was great. It was super easy. Now, how about installing
1: um, your Plex? Cause you were going to do that. Were you able to get so, that done? So,
3: so, so easy. Really? Mm-hmm. So you just, so within the Synology web UI, you just, I I would I can show you at some point or we can I can we can talk about it another time but you just go to the application page uh. you find Plex you find Plex for Synology you download it you run it you log in and it's there. Now, it let was, me ask you this. It was that easy.
2: Let me ask you this, Sean. Uh, did uh how long have you had the Plex server running?
3: How long have I had the Plex server running yeah. on the Synology?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, if I look, it's been running for, how long has it been up? General, seven days, 12 hours, 57 minutes.
2: Okay. Is there an update to your Plex server at this moment? Oh. Probably.
3: I would have to look. I don't
1: know.
2: Yeah, because okay, they've, so the they've
1: changed the interface a little on Plex. I don't know if you've
2: noticed. Oh, a little bit, yeah. So here's here's something that I had to learn the hard way. Uh, first, let me last question, Sean. What browser are you using when you're navigating through the Synology? Chrome. Okay. You will find that you will not be able to update Plex if you're running Chrome. So Synology hmm. Synology has a problem, and I, they they could not explain it to me, but they have a problem with Chrome and the updates. So when you go to update Plex, so like you launch your Plex app and you're on your Plex dashboard, not Synology, your Plex dashboard, you'll you'll see that little flashing icon says, "Hey, there's an update." and you click the button and you can download it. You can actually yeah. download the Plex update to your computer, right. Well, to update Plex, you go into your Synology, you go into your Package Center, yep. and yep. you click Manual Update. And then you point it at the Plex that you just downloaded. You you point it at that installation file. The problem is, if you're on Chrome, every single time you do that, it's going to say something about, you know, your DSM is logged out. Please log into DSM and try again. And I could not figure out for the life of me what was the problem. I was trying everything. Sure enough, I fired up Microsoft Edge, which happens to be a Chromium-based browser, and it works fine. Oh. So for the longest Weird. time, I could not figure out why I could not update my Plex server. And that also happens with other uh, things that are on the Synology. So that is a downside of the Synology is their web development team needs to get you know, a little bit extra coffee in the morning.
3: Outside of Plex, right, it was easy. And I, I moved all my media over, right? So I, I connected it to the NAS. Yep. And because my computer that I currently have my four terabyte drive running, I just went to that computer and connected the Samba share.
2: Yep, copied it.
3: And then just clicked and dragged and dragged everything over to, to a folder called Plex. Uh, yep, that's uh, you know, what I did. It's just a, vo- it's just a volume. And I, I'm going to point... I haven't actually pointed the server. I'm still running on my other computer still because I haven't migrated everything yet. Um, but once I get it, I'll just turn off the other machine, turn off the other Plex server that I'm running and point these, this new server to the right drives and it'll populate everything and it'll be all good to go.
1: All right, Sean, uh, hang on to that thought because we got to take a, a quick break. Uh, I know that you installed a couple other things on top of that, the Synology. So maybe when we get back, you could tell us about that and, One tool that you really liked that everybody should have if they got themselves a a Synology NAS drive. And if you want to look more about this, you can find the links to Synology up on our website at techtalkradio.com. We're going to take a quick break. You can find us on Twitter. That's Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. Also available for you on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Share with your friends. Let them know about it as well. We've got more videos coming to our YouTube page as well. Uh, We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio.
0: plus. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hey, we've been talking about
1: uh, Synology NAS drives and uh Sean has finally set his uh NAS drive up. And I know you added some other things into it. Uh Sean, tell us what are the what is the other some of the other things you've added? The other thing I put in too was Docker,
3: which I can yep. run within Docker. I can run containers within Docker. Um and Docker's free, and right? Yeah,
1: it's all yeah, free. It's free.
3: And it's it it's literally you go to the package center like Justin said type in docker you hit install it was that easy the i run the i run a part, couple of
2: docker containers yeah
3: yeah the youtube part came in handy when i set up pihole yeah because there's there are a couple things you have to do within pihole to make it sure it's talking to the right ports and it's talking to the right ip addresses and it, you're making sure your you know your your nas is talking to the right dns server and all that stuff so uh, that's where youtube came in handy so um not having ads served on devices is fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, Absolutely. for listeners who don't know, Pi-hole is basically a Raspberry Pi type device, but it uh, will take any of those ads that come in and shoot them down the Pi-hole. Well, right, so yeah. the Pi-hole was originally designed <laughs> Shut on Raspberry your Raspberry Pi. Hole.
3: <laughs> right. So you just you would download the Pi software, install it on your Raspberry Pi, plug it into your network and it handled it, right?
0: Right.
1: Now if you want to get a look at uh, Raspberry Pi software and what's available um, and even learn about it. You can go to raspberrypi, dot org. You'll find uh, info on the hardware, uh, the software as well. All of that you're going to be able to find there.
3: They also have now developed it for Docker, for Linux, uh, I think even Windows. And you can run it and have your machine, your computer could be the DNS server your information goes through to to figure out where in the world it has to go um the only thing i did find is that sometimes websites like if you just type in if you let's use facebook for example right if you just type in facebook.com right it has to reach out to the dns server and say what is facebook.com and how do i get there yep Sometimes certain DNS servers don't like it if you don't put www in the front or HTTPS colon you know slash slash. So sometimes if you just type Facebook.com, it doesn't go anywhere because it doesn't know where to go because it doesn't have the the pretext to it. So
1: um,
3: just some small things that I had to get used to again. But um, it's been great. And I'm currently sitting at 4.7 terabytes of used space. Of a ten point five total, right? I've got four to four four terabytes, twelve total, but you know after
1: the the, the, the sand space
3: sorry. and the, the the OS space and stuff, I get about ten ten and a half usable terabytes it, of storage. Let me ask
1: you though you know, as we as we increase our our space, you know you get a you go out and you buy a two terabyte drive and then you get another four terabyte. And then you get another backup with twelve terabytes and maybe another eight. does it does it cause us to be digital hoarders though? Or if yes. you found – it does, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
3: Yeah. There There's a great subreddit, and I've talked about it on here before, called Digital Hoarder or uh, Data Hoarders. Yeah. And that's that's where I got a lot of the information about the Synology from, too, and uh, how I found out that the drives that I had from my work project weren't going to work because they're SAS drives, and I found some information on how to get those to work. So I've got another RAID that I'm building currently that's going to have six four-terabyte drives in it. Um, that's just going to be for fun. I'm going to do something fun with it, but, um, yeah, I've got a lot, I, I've been going through and I, and you, you made fun of me last week or two weeks ago when we talked about this, when I said, I'm going to go through all my hard drives and organize them. You said, yeah, I've been meaning to do that for
1: years. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm about seven hard drives deep. Right oh, wow. Now. Well, you know, so, I, wow. I, I have found, and th- there are duplicate file finder programs that are out there that they, there's, there's even some freeware, uh, that you could find. But um, I use Roxio NXT uh, 9 Pro and they have a duplicate file uh, program in there and you can allocate, okay, I want this drive to look at this drive and find the duplicate files. So you can, because that's what happens. You move it here and then it's there. Then you don't want to delete it because you're like, do I have it over here? And it really helps organize. It's time consuming, but it's better than you going through and going, wait, what's the name of that file? And using File Explorer to try and do it where you can have a program kind of manage it.
3: Yeah, that's why I've been going drive by drive um, and organizing the drive first before I move everything. So sorting it by folders and and dates and years and stuff and then moving it into the appropriate year folder and then it's finding duplicates that way. So, yeah. I mean, obviously it's not going to find every duplicate because if I named it, you know, Sean one here, but then when I moved it, it was image one here. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to find some sort of metadata program that will look actually at the metadata of the image and compare that file size, image size, date creation, all that stuff and find duplicates that way. So kind of the, the Roxio cuz most of cuz most of my content is photos and videos yep. from, you know, I've got a lot of content <laughs> from over the years of the video projects I've worked on. Yep. All the stuff I shot at Fox. Uh, you know, all the time lapses that I've shot here at Notre Dame and Fox and on my own plus independent projects like I'm I was worried at 12 terabytes wasn't going to be enough. Oh, right? boy! I, oh, wow. I, I don't think I, I think by the time all said and done, once I get I've got about six or seven more drives that are one to two terabytes that are pretty much full. I'm looking at, I think I'm going to be sitting around eight terabytes. Total, OK, I bet.
1: Right. So getting those organized uh, is going to be a bit of a challenge. And uh, like I said, if you're in that same situation, you come across floppy disks. Yeah. Maybe you have a reader for them or uh, thumb drives or the external drives or even, you know, dead laptop. The laptop's not working, but the hard drive's still in it and you want to recover it. You can get yourself, um, there's, uh, Brent makes them. Uh, there's uh, some other products in the market that you can just plug in that, take that drive out of that laptop. Uh, If that laptop's not working anymore and you may be able to hook that up. um, I will say, though, and just as a precaution, before you hook up any kind of device, make sure your system is protected. So because you don't know what was on that old drive that you had in that old laptop and what the condition was. Maybe it's been dead for four or five years and you want to try and recover it. Um, Make sure you get the right connection for that drive. You know, there's older IDEs, there's SD, you know, uh, SSDs, uh, there's, um, you know, so it's going to, it's going to be different depending on that drive, but make sure you have the protection. Then the thing to think about is where are you going to put all this? Now, somebody once told me, I was telling him, I was trying to say, oh, we'll just get a new drive and copy everything off over onto it and then do it that way. Well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it. So I will say that I really do like the program Corel, K- which is Roxio, uh, Roxio NXT 9 Professional, has the, the uh, duplicate file finder program in there. And there, like I said, there are free ones. Um, you may find some of those on the web. Be careful what you get if you're going to be doing that. Make sure you get one that's been tested. Avast apparently it has one, I haven't used it. I had a program called Duplicate File Finder, I really like that that one as well. So, something to think about. If you want to get rid of your digital data hoard, one quick question though. All right, I mean just your opinion. So I've shot a lot of videos in the years, uh, wedding videos too. And I think out of maybe say 15 couples that I've shot their wedding videos, only three of them are still together. Um, oh wow. Right. so
3: I ran into this, right? So I right? got some I got some people that aren't together anymore. Yeah. So I purged. So I, I did it the other day, right? So it's like I shot a wedding back in like early 2012, like right? Yeah. They're no longer together. So I purged everything, but the full like mix, like the full edit. I purged all the so content. So you keep that. Don't care about you don't
1: need, no need to keep the, the state, you know, single shots and. Right. But yeah. I also
3: have shot stuff for family, right? So it's like, what do I do with that, right? Yeah. Because some of the video in there is of my grandparents. Oh, right. So there's a lot of family that family members in some of the content, the photos and the videos that it might be some of the last time they've ever been filmed. Nah, so I've see. got, I've got to keep that.
1: It's hard. But it's, it's, it's it's weird. I've thought about reaching out. It's hard. I thought about reaching out to some of these people saying, listen, you know, I need to start clearing up drive. I got your wedding video just offering you them you the should. raw footage. Should you I give him this, you know?
3: Well, so what I usually did was, uh, I've done this before for friends. I shot everything. I put everything on a hard drive and then I delivered the final files via Vimeo or YouTube or however they wanted them, boxed up the drive and shipped it to them. said, it's all yours.
1: There you go. Maybe yeah. that's the all, <laughs> all right. The,
2: was, the thing is, just, just like Sean said, the reason why you might want to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I know you're not together anymore, but do you want this footage? The exact reason Sean said, maybe there's footage of family members that are no longer with them. Exactly, And that might be the last video, the only video they have of that
1: person. And, and they didn't make the final cut, you know, because let's yeah. face it, we shoot a lot of stuff, but they might be in some of these shots that didn't make the final pre- present, you right. know, presentation. So yeah, yeah, something to think about there. I always thought it was kind of funny because in the weddings I've shot, I've talked to other videographers who told me, and it's been a while since I've done them, and the videographers would actually tell me that you know the the clients would often ask for the footage. There was they want everything that was shot, and they would always say no. They would we, you know you you get a finished product is what you get, and you know they would do that. And I always thought yeah maybe it is cool to give them the raw the raw footage, give them everything. And you know you might want if you know somebody getting married or getting married, you might want to ask them how what is their policy on that that they give you a finished completed product. You know, it's always a nice thing to have the, you know, the montage and maybe interviews uh, or have the party on there. But ask them, you know, can you give me, even if you provide them with a digital drive, that they can put some of that footage uh, on there? Because again, you guys make a great point. I never even thought about that, that there are people that are maybe in the video that are no longer with us. All right, we got to take another break. Now, I wanted to let you know next week on the show, even though it will be uh, the Christmas Vacation Weekend, we're going to have a special guest on from the Consumer Technology Association. Of course, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, will be taking place in Las Vegas next month. They're going to give us uh, kind of a, an insight of what to expect for new technology coming in 2023 and beyond. As that show will be kicking off, we'll talk with a representative next week on the show about what to expect from CES 2023. Coming up with more of Tech Talk Radio, and they'll be back. With our website or our web pick of the week, that's more with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor, I'm Sean Weird
2: and I'm Justin. Let me find us on Elon's place at Tech Talk Radio.
0: We are back. Elon's place. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio.
1: There are so many options when it comes to streaming entertainment that is available out there. We were all just talking. Hey, have you seen this? What have you watched? Have you watched this? Have you watched that? I still have yet to get into uh, Stranger Things, but we were talking about the things that maybe we finally watch. And I'm I'm surprised, Justin, you took so long to watch it. I I have. I I finally watched
2: the movie Free Guy. That's the uh, the twenty twenty one Ryan Reynolds video or movie about. uh, Well, basically, he's a video game character and he's in he's living in a video game and he's an NPC, non-playable character. yeah, he's an NPC, non-playable character like you said, yeah, um inside the video game, but he becomes I guess the best word to say is sentient, you know, he becomes he he realizes that he's in a video game and that he can save I don't know, it's it's kind of a long story about it. I'm not going to really dive into it cuz it kind of spoils it, but I enjoyed it. it yeah. There were some really good funny scenes, some good fourth wall breaking the fourth wall jokes, which is what Ryan Reynolds is 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 a is a master. He's a master. Yeah. He's a master at breaking the fourth wall. Um, but yeah, I would say all all in all, if I had to rate it, I would say it was probably, uh, it's probably a 6.5 out of 10. I mean, it it wasn't fantastic. It was, it was interesting. It kept my, it kept my attention, uh, but it wasn't fantastic. I'd say a 6.5 out of 10. How about you, Sean? Uh,
3: I would say at least a set, at least a seven, if not an eight. I thought it was fantastic. All right. all, all the references, uh, Tiki Wakita is amazing in that movie. It's just there's so many good things. Oh, in that movie. my God.
2: Yeah, he plays uh, Antoine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he the, plays the, the boss. boss and it's, it's so good. And the, 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 yeah, the, the video game references bro. and just, you know, and the, the final scene with the yep. dude. To answer your question, you asked me what we had watched before and I kind of drew a blank. I just watched on Netflix Bullet Train.
1: Oh, the one with um with, with, um, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Fantastic movie. Really? Really. It was so good. It was a very good, violent, it's a very violent movie, but it was very, very, very good. And it's a great story, and there are a ton, a ton of high-profile cameos in that movie. Yeah, I heard about the cameos were pretty intense. It's really good. It's fast-paced. It's Brad Pitt. Uh, uh, there's uh, I, I, there's so many good Brad Pitt character references to other movies he's in, uh, which are fantastic. It's so good. Okay. It's fantastic. Right.
1: I'm going to have to watch that. Okay, and mine? You? Finally saw Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. And I Ooh. absolutely loved it. I can't believe. Wait, did you watch it in a theater? I did not. And you know, it's in theaters. Uh, it was in theaters till uh, yesterday, and then that was it, you know, on IMAX. But I said, I'm ne- I'm not going to see this, so I need to just go ahead and watch it. And I'm that's, so glad I did. Really well done. The filming is great. Love the ending. You know, nice that's little a great movie. twist. A uh, really good movie. So now the thing is, the it, canyon. It scene. is. Oh, my, oh my gosh, that was like. And you know what? It's got to be. They have somebody has got to turn that into a video game. Well, they already has,
2: did Microsoft Flight Simulator. The new, the new Microsoft Microsoft Flight Simulator. They really? for the time when the when the movie first came out. They for oh gosh, it was like two months, maybe three months. You could actually fly that same mission in Microsoft Flight Simulator with the F-18 and you could fly it through the canyon just the same way he did. And people yes, would do it with their, with, their, oh. with their
1: FPV goggles and they'd be like, wow, <laughs> you know, flying it through the whole canyon. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah. You, you know what I felt was cool about the movie? If you go back and watch it, Louis uh, Pullman, who played yep. Bob, the radar, the radar guy, Yep, that's yep. Bill Pullman's kid. I didn't know that the The guy from Independence Day who makes the big speech, oh, yeah, it, really, yeah. When you go back and you look at it, you'll see that that's his kid. But really well oh done. Um, and then the uh, the his P fifty one in that, which was pretty amazing. That's Tom Cruise's personal P fifty one Mustang. That he I love.
2: I love the I love the very opening scene with the with the Blackbird or whatever he was flying. Yeah, and he flies over that uh, guard shack, <laughs> and and the roof lifts <laughs> off. Did you know? That was not scripted. Yeah, it wasn't planned. With the roof. What's his name? name? Ed Uh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. When he was standing there and that roof came off, that was not scripted. That whole part was not. And they were like, they shot it and they looked at the director, looked at all the director or whatever, the producers. They looked at each other and were like, oh my God, we've got to keep that. That worked. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: worked really well. That's good. Dark
3: dark Star.
1: Just so you know, it is on Paramount Plus next week. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you haven't gone to the theaters, you'll be able to watch it if you're a Paramount Plus subscriber. So. There you go for Top Gun Maverick. All right, that's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. One more thing. Well, one, one thing. more. I one che- more. I,
3: I, I checked the Nintendo store. I yes. just bought two 64, Nintendo 64 wireless controllers Woo-hoo! from the Nintendo eShop store. You got them. <laughs> I, I, I that's why I had to run upstairs during the break to get my wallet. Mission
1: <laughs> accomplished. <laughs> there I you checked. go, bud. It's the name of the <laughs> sweet show. All right, congrats. All right, that's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemme.
2: Have yourselves a great week. Find us on the web, techtalkradio.com. We'll see you next week.